0: Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews Lisa Vonnegut of Body Synergy Fitcation. A trip to the Amalfi Coast inspired her to expand her business and bring people around the world to exert, explore, and indulge in everything travel has to offer. Last year threw a lot of curveballs and canceled all her trips as well as all of Gabrielle's. But this year, they are growing, thriving, and getting back to business. And now here's your host personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle M-
1: Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's episode, I have Lisa Vonnegut of Body Synergy Fitcations, and we're going to talk about a number of things. Um, I met this wonderful lady over Instagram because of our common interest in fitcations, but we obviously have a commonality in our personal training businesses as well, so welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I am I was so excited to finally meet you because we've followed each other on Instagram for a, about a year and a half now, and I followed your vacations. and you started in Italy. Um, the Amalfi Coast is where it is? Amalfi Coast, yeah, in
2: 2019. And I think that you had just come back from Costa Rica maybe two months before that. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, just right before you left. So it was... It was interesting to kind of see both of those things unfold for us but we'll, we'll get into that but i wanted to start with your background your history in um, personal training in your gym and where you started so what it, what is body synergy where did it start and how did it evolve over the course of your business
2: um, interestingly enough, my background is in clinical psychology. I actually worked on locked adolescent psychiatric units where I started my career. Um, I worked as a recreation therapist, and so what I did was build groups and run all the groups. Um, and I used recreation and expressive arts therapy in order to, you know, help these kids that um, most of them were severely emotionally disturbed. A um, lot of fifty-one fifties, which is danger to self or others. And um, I eventually ended up working in rehab on a rehab unit for um, physical rehab, both acute and subacute. So stroke, head injury, spinal cord injury, that type of thing. And um, that unit got closed and I got laid off. And at the time, I had just had a baby and I had started working with a trainer during my pregnancy because I wanted to continue to work hard during my pregnancy. And I asked her so many questions that she suggested I change careers. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how I started in personal training. Um, you know, basically just my own geekiness and need to know and need to understand and um i had a private practice for about six seven years and then i in 2008 um, i came together with um, a couple of partners so our business in oakland was personal training we also had a corporate wellness program um that was live on-site corporate wellness and um, and you know that's kind of my background, and then the vacations kind of evolved from that. Um, when I went on a vacation with my husband, and we were so active <laughs> during that vacation. That actually was a vacation to Italy and the Amalfi Coast. Um, and despite the fact that we consumed gallons of Prosecco and gelato, and we ate pasta every night. Um, we both came back feeling fitter
1: than before we left. Well, you're walking and you're biking and you're hiking. Hiking and and if you've ever been to the Amalfi Coast, you know that it's all stairs. You
2: know, the town of Positano is built into a cliff. There are no streets, it is all stairs. Uh And um, so we, you know, I I don't even know. I know one day I actually tracked on my um, Apple watch and uh, we walked 14 miles. So, I mean, it was just crazy active, and um, I was absolutely in love with the Amalfi Coast, and I just knew that I wanted to bring people back and share that experience.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting that you talk about that, because we went to, um, I know we kind of talked touched on this previously, but we went to, with my family, back to Croatia and Serbia and Slovenia to bury my grandparents a few years, about five or six years ago. And when I actually tracked how much we were walking, we were walking between 14 and 16 miles a day, just doing all of the things, going places, seeing things. And that was kind of when it clicked to me that you could, I mean, obviously it was a vacation to, to, you know, for a purpose, but you could make vacation into a trip to, to actually be healthy. Why not turn something, a vacation into something that actually can be a transformative. Healthy- exactly, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But not, but not like a, not like a weight loss fit camp thing, you know? No, no.
2: Um, not at all. I mean, believe me, you know, my, my catchphrase exert, explore, indul- indulge, indulge. <laughs> the indulge is a big part of that. You know? Exactly. And I think that, You know, that's this idea of when you're in balance and you balance out, you know, yummy movement to get your body, you know, going. And then these incredible sensory experiences of being in these beautiful places and seeing all of this culture. Yeah, if you have a little pasta and some gelato, it just kind of melds with the experience. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times I dieted to go on vacation. You know, I was like, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to feel good in my bikini. I'm going to feel great about myself. And then you get there and, you know, you come home and you feel like you lost something that you worked so hard to get.
1: Absolutely. And why can't you feel like that all the time? Why can't yeah. you work hard all the time and go on vacation and feel good when you come back? right yeah. and how yeah. do you meld the two into a vacation where you're doing the things that you enjoy drinking that wine eating that gelato having all the things but still enjoying your vacation and coming back and th- saying damn i look good in my bikini still you yeah yeah. And, yeah and and even though you're indulging my kind of goal and thought process was that you can live your everyday life and still do the things you enjoy exactly. and still be where you want to be yeah. and where where you want to be physically, where you want to be emotionally, where you eat the things you want to eat and do everything in moderation anyway. So that yeah. was that was my goal in trying to teach people how to to live within your means and still enjoy all the things right yes absolutely i mean
2: people you know uh, i i'm sure you've had this experience when you introduce yourself and you say i'm a personal trainer the first thing people do is look you up and down and assess where you are um, which, you know, we're women, so that changes, right? Yep. And then the next thing they do is look at what they were about to put in their mouth as if all I wanted to do was judge, 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 judge. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever share a dinner with me, like I am all about food and, yeah. you know, like it's, it's the Jewish mom in me, food is love, food yep. is yep. family, food is feelings. Um, and there's no reason that you have to do without Oh, and yeah. in fact if you do without it usually leads to this uh you know a deprivation mindset exactly exactly mm-hmm. which yep. creates the wrong behaviors
1: oh yeah I mean so we're, we're all Eastern, about we are Eastern European trust me like our family yeah. we like to <laughs> the eat same beast. <laughs> and and we don't waste anything yeah. like right. that table, right. is, it is cleared off so <laughs> yeah I it's it is it is interesting because that's the it's definitely that mindset of that binging that deprivation that i as a personal trainer try to get away from and Mm -hmm. moderation is key consistency is key and i've worked very very hard with my clients and in my lifestyle to, to get away from that because it's, and it's difficult because it's so in your face all the time
0: yeah. that,
1: that you're, you're constantly trying to fight that. You're constantly trying to fight everybody trying to tell you to eat 1200 calories and oh. eat these shakes <laughs> and eat this protein bar and do this. And I'm constantly trying it to say, this product. Right. right. And it's like, stop doing that. Like eat what you want but don't overeat what you want. And eat in moderation and exercise and do all the things and do it all the time. And you know that that's that was definitely the motivation for trying to get well and of course I want to I want to enjoy myself too. I want to travel yeah. and I want to take Absolutely. fun people and have some wine and and go on vacation and take people that I want to go and show you the things that I want to do and do them with you and, and just have fun. And, and it's fun. it it,
2: It is fun. It is really fun. Um, it's also very empowering, you know, like I use the word transformative and I didn't mean that in the sense of, you know, This is something we're going to take very seriously and we're going to have these very serious moments. You know, those moments happen. But, you know, with the groups that I've taken, what I've seen in terms of people connecting and forging friendships, and I've also seen it really affect the path of somebody's life. You know, people can have this experience and share these experiences with others. You know, one of my clients on my first trip was kind of feeling lost in herself and she embraced Fitcation so enthusiastically that the other members of my group accused her of being a ringer. And let me tell you, you should bring her on one of your trips. <laughs> like, Anyone who does vacations should bring this woman. She is so amazing. And she's so enthusiastic. More hip stretches, more core. Like, <laughs> and it actually changed the course of her life. She was really kind of wondering what she wanted to do with her life. And now she's studying training. And she's going to be amazing because she's had this whole wealth of experience where she's questioned herself and what she wants to do. And what people look for in us is somebody they can relate to. And so having had these struggles will make her so powerful and effective in terms of helping other people. I
1: so it's love really that. cool. That, that's amazing. I think that that's so amazing that, and that's the type of experience you want. One of One of the people that went on mine had never been out of the country. Wow. So that was the first time that he had ever even really left, you know, anywhere far far away at all. So he had seen all these and he was a photographer and he took all the photos for our, for our vacation and Oh, yeah, and, great photos. And, and exact I mean and we got all these amazing photos and he was just so excited to to see all the things and do all the things and it was so cool to see things through his eyes too. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these conversations. You're having conversations about things that I'm excited about because they're asking you about exercise, about diet, about right. food, about right. lifestyle. And, you know, they're wondering about, well, how do we do this? And how do we learn these things? And, and, and then, you know, they even change the course of their entire life. And that, that's why we do what we do, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. And- Travel in and
2: of itself, you know, I I had such a powerful experience with travel. The reason I went to the Amalfi Coast is uh, that was my first solo travel trip, and it was my first time out of the country. And I was 40 years old. I was a single mom and somebody had gifted me a trip. It was actually a boyfriend and the relationship didn't last, but he gave me this gift of miles to travel anywhere I wanted. And I picked Italy. And so I was there for a week with two friends and then a week on my own. And I was so scared. I was so scared to do this that on the train from Rome to Naples, I literally was listening to meditation music and trying to chant to try to calm myself down. And then, you know, I managed to get on a cab ride and I got a ferry and I was in the ferry and I was kind of like, I can leave if I hate it. I can leave. I don't need to be here if I don't want to be here. And then we like rounded the corner and boom, I saw Positano and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I dreamed about it. I dreamed about it for 12 years. It took me 12 years to get back there. Wow. But so I feel like there's something so powerful in enabling people to have those experiences because it was such a, an incredibly expansive experience in my own life.
1: <laughs> Can I just tell you my first solo trip? Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to St. Thomas by myself, and which is—I mean, it's St. Thomas; it's the U.S. Virgin Islands, so it's not that big of a deal. But well, uh, I mean, is kind of a soft landing as well. It's not like you know, we went somewhere scary. I called my sister at the airport. I think I—I I think I stopped in Georgia. I think the stopover was in Georgia, and I called my sister crying, and I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm going by myself." <laughs> Like, she's like, what is the, what's the big deal? Like, you're already halfway there. (laughs) It's like, you know, you'll be fine.
2: (laughs) It actually brings up, you know, and, you know, this isn't as shameless as a plug as it sounds, but solo female travelers, like our experiences are perfect for solo travelers because it gives you a soft place to land and a group and you know it's Uh scary the first time you do it and you don't speak the language and culturally things are so different and um yet it's so empowering to be able to
1: it's a safety net it's some it's meeting people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. It's someone that already knows where you're going, you're experienced in in travel, you're experienced with the place you're going to. Um everything's already set up for you. It's it's absolutely. It it is scary traveling on your own for sure, especially somewhere you've never been. That's that is for sure. Um I wanted to to go a little bit into um what happened during COVID and you shutting down your business and kind of pivoting your business. So we'll, we'll get away from the the um, traveling for a little bit and, and get into mm-hmm. kind of what happened during the last year of your business. So you had a brick and mortar and you shut down after COVID. So tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Um, so... I had been in business, uh, with my two partners since 2008. So, you know, we've been there for 12 years. We were established. Um, and when we got this shelter in place order, you know, we thought it was going to be three weeks (laughs) and our landlord really generously reached out to us immediately and said, listen, you guys, no rent for April. I'm not going to charge you rent for April. So we, you know, we just thought we were going to be fine. And, you know, one of my, uh, characteristics both good and bad is that when things get crazy i get very calm and very clear and very directive so you know we got this shelter-in-place order and by eight o'clock that night i had my entire practice online you know i was like this is what we're doing i will see you on facetime or zoom i need you to have a yoga mat um you're going to set your camera here and you know like i had it. and because i acted confidently when everybody else was panicked, everybody really used that as something to hold on to. And I managed to like seamlessly get everybody online. And at first I really felt good about that. I was like, I'm holding these people together. And then I realized that they were holding me together. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. that That being able to have that degree of normalcy like was the only thing that was preventing me from really, really um, panicking at what was happening in the world. Um, You know, we got so sick of the word unprecedented, right? At some point, one of my partners was like, I sure wish we would see some precedented times. (laughs) So so April turned to May. Our landlord gave us another month's rent. And then we started negotiating with her to have a reduced rent. Um, She was awesome. She really tried to work with us. But after about seven months, she had a point where she needed us to commit. And seven months was September. And we kept hearing about this wave coming. And so we knew that there was nothing more to do. And so we opted to close our studio. And it was really heartbreaking. I mean... It surprisingly heartbreaking, you know, in that first three weeks when I was working from home, I was kind of like, this is great. Like, <laughs> I can like roll online, you know, right before my appointment time, you know, I don't have a commute, you know, I have all this free time in my day, I get to enjoy my house Um and so I started to kind of think of my studio as a little bit expendable. And then I would go in and be like, it's so pretty. The sk- There's so much light, you know, the mirrors and the floors and the skylight. And it just never really occurred to me that we would lose it. Yeah. So that day, you know, packing things up and throwing things away. And then, you know, I stood there on College Avenue in Oakland and put my key through that slot. And it was devastating. It was just so devastating.
1: I'm kind of, I'm not alone. (laughs) I mean, I'm getting a little teary eyed because it brings back a lot of like feelings. (laughs) Like I just, I, you know, I mean, I bought my studio in November of 2019.
2: So wow. I didn't realize it was that (laughs) recent.
1: My goodness. Yeah. So going into March of 2020, it was like what? <laughs> this yeah. was not this was not part of the plan. Like this was no. not part of the plan. Not, this <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, I was pre- I was prepared. I was prepared for anything. Like I was, you know, if my partner lost his job, if, you know, we had some hard days. If, you know, I got into a car accident, and had to take time off. I, I was prepared. This I was not prepared for. And I don't think anybody was nobody was prepared no, for this. Nobody but, prepared. but I mean being shut down that day it was like woof. you know it's like this cloud over you is just like what are you gonna do and i remember having that same feeling as you like okay put your big girl pants on you gotta you gotta make this work like we're going online and it was like immediate like we closed down on thursday that monday we had all of our classes set up to go online And that was what we did. And I had that same feeling, like, I'm calm. I'm collected. I've got this. But you had to be. I had to be that way for my teachers. I had to be that way for my clients. But, like, I would go home at night and cry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would go home at night and open a bottle of wine and cry. And, like, there were days that, like, Aaron would come in, my, my boyfriend would come in from the other, like wake up in the morning and I'd be in the living room just like in tears and he would just turn around and walk away because there's nothing he could say, there's nothing he could do. He would just have to let me get it out and then I would get up, I would go to work and that was it and it's like I was very, very lucky. I was very lucky that I was able to save my business and able to you know, reopen. We were, we were only closed for six weeks. Um, I decided to go under the radar and open my doors and ask for forgiveness, not permission. And we, we still kept like our private clients in and we kept very small classes going and that worked out for us. It was still, I mean, we were still 60% down,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but able to still stay open and mm-hmm. in business. But but it was scary and it was hard and it's heartbreaking because I think, you know, I don't think people understand that you put your entire being into this business because you love it you love what you do and i just had a conversation i but right before i came here to meet with you i we just had a conversation with a couple of my teachers about how we're empaths because we take on all of our clients feelings and all like everything that they feel we feel So everything that goes into our business and every person that comes into our doors, we feel that and we take it on and we try to be strong for everybody in that business. And it's like, it's really tough. (laughs) It's so
2: well put. It is so well put.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: it's not, we're not carpenters, you know, not that there's anything wrong with carpenters, but you know, like we are not working with inanimate objects right we're working with people's bodies and you know I I mean all of the feelings and the thoughts and the experiences that go into making somebody's physical form like there's no way you can work on their physical form without being a part of who they are and you know every fiber of their being and so you know when you think about the community that forms around a physical space in a studio i mean like i had these beautiful friendships with people that were not even my clients you know and these people celebrated divorce and marriage and catastrophic injuries and death and you know like and we all kind of held each other you know we all knew what was happening with each other and Like the loss of that community is just not something that can be replaced. I mean, I feel insanely lucky that my clients who are like my family, like I, you know, most of them are still very much in my life. Um, but like losing that greater community and, and also my partners, Mike and Mark, you know, they're, they're like my family, they're my, like my brothers. And, you know, at one point, um, I, we were, I was at the studio doing something and Mark came in and like, I wanted to hug him so badly. And we had our masks on and we stayed six feet apart and it was just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been really difficult
1: yeah it's it's been a long ride but but the there are definitely silver linings that have come out of this there are a lot of silver linings i know for for me um i i wouldn't have survived my my business myself i wouldn't have survived without this because i was just um working on my own i wouldn't have had any help you know government help i wouldn't have had any you know financial help or anything from the government or anything to get me through if I hadn't bought this business. But I know that you have had some silver linings from COVID as well. Can you tell me about those? Sure. Um, It's
2: crazy, actually
1: crazy what happened in my life as a result
2: of that. So, you know, I've had this dream of traveling my entire life. And so much so that I created a business that would enable it. You know, the thing about being a personal trainer is that if you're not there, you're not making money. So you go on vacation and that's all out of your pocket. So the idea of traveling and going anywhere and taking two weeks off, you know, that's, that's, you know, half your income for the month. Right. Um, so I've dreamed about this, you know, in my days as a single mom, you know, just dreamed and fantasized. And the day after I closed my business, you know, my husband and I came home, drank a bottle of champagne, went to bed, woke up moping. And my husband came in and sat down and said, so there's this job in Germany. And long story short, my husband is in the military and he accepted a position in Germany. And so now because I don't have a brick and mortar studio and because my client base is all online and I can be anywhere, I live in Germany half time. So out of this incredible heartbreak came this absolutely insane opportunity For me to do something that never would have been possible otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's huge. It's
2: it's magic. It's absolute magic. And there's a part of me that feels really guilty that I've ended up in this place that's so incredibly, overwhelmingly positive after, out of the ashes of a pandemic. Um, You know, there's a little bit of survivor guilt there, but I also think that there's a lesson and i don't want to say that in a real preachy way because so many people have lost so much that can't be replaced absolutely but you know that that saying that when one door closes another opens you know for me like this is just absolutely manifested it and now i'm looking for ways i can build a practice and a business that's you know not based in california
1: right i think you have to take the negatives of every situation and and turn something into positive because there's always a positive and and everybody that's come back into the studio or everybody they're like I felt so bad for you I felt so bad and i said you know there's always a positive and there was a, I like there have been terrible terrible things that like I somebody ran through my front windows of my studio uh th- all huh. in the past year COVID happened our studio closed then The the, someone ran into my front windows. It took me two months to replace them. The second we got our windows replaced within the same week, we got broken into. Um, I totaled my car by hitting a deer. Uh, like just it was like one thing after another, after another, after another. So it was like uh, in succession, all these things happened over the last year, and it's it like was just craziness. And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that! I can't believe it. And I said, You know what? It only makes me stronger because i'm still here i'm still here and i'm grateful i'm grateful for every person that walks through my door i'm grateful that my business is thriving and we're only going to get better i'm grateful that we're healthy that i'm healthy that my parents are still healthy and there are silver linings and i i'm I, I hate, I hate to say it too. I hate, there is that survivor's guilt that we made it through this and there's so many people that didn't and it breaks wow. my heart for those people and for, for someone that has suffered so much or suffered loss or, you know, I, I've even lost people myself and I hate that, but I, it gives me so much more to be grateful for, you know, yeah. So uh, guess... there's
2: and there's that mindset, you know, like we can spend a lot of time thinking about what we've lost, or we can really focus our energy towards the abundance that we have. And it's very easy for me to say that. And it's not as superficial as it sounds because it's really about your mindset. It's right. it's really about you know, choosing to take the ashes and create something with that, right? And that's not—that doesn't mean that you or I or anyone else doesn't feel loss and doesn't feel fear and doesn't feel survive. You know, that panic of survival. Um, but when you look around and you see all the good things in your life, and that's what you focus on, then your life becomes those good things.
1: Absolutely, there there have been plenty, plenty of very, very hard. Hard days, very, very hard decisions, Uh, lots of tears, lots of anxiety, lots of uh, times where I, I was absolutely afraid I wasn't gonna make it. I was absolutely worried, you know, talks with my landlord, talks with the bank about loans, talks, you know, all of it. But I have tried extremely hard to continue that positive outlook that if I can get through this, I can get through anything. And that yeah. has really been that positive mindset that there there is an end. There is an end to this. And at the end, the other side is better because it is. And it yeah. it, it always is. I mean, on the other side, it gets better. It always, yeah. it always does. You always get through whatever situation it is. And there'll be something else. But it's definitely not going to be COVID. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we can only go up from here, right? (laughs) Right,
2: right. I mean, like, you know, this wasn't in anyone's playbook. So nobody,
1: (laughs) nobody's playbooks. But speaking of going up, so you have scheduled, rescheduled and rescheduled your next vacation. (laughs) Literally scheduled
2: and scheduled and rescheduled and
1: scheduled. So we're going in September. (laughs) Yay. So the dates of your, your next vacation are scheduled for when?
2: It's um, September 18th through the 25th on the Amalfi Coast of Italy. And anybody so that,
1: excited. yes, I'm, I wish I could go. I would love to go. I'm definitely uh, going I to. I wish you could go. I, so. I will be on one of your Amalfi Coast vacations one day. I promise you. Well, I but, think
2: we'll be on each other's vacations for sure. <laughs> there, like there New Zealand one. sounds amazing to me. Yes. <laughs>
1: I will start I am planning for next year. It is gonna happen. I can't wait. But um so if people want to go on one of your fications, how can they find you?
2: Um you can email me at Lisa at Body Synergy Fitcation. Okay. Um or follow me on Instagram, which is at body synergy fitcation.
1: Body Synergy um, Fitation. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. if anybody, I will also post that in my show notes so that if anybody's interested, yes. Um, can you give me some more details on it first though, before we sign off? I want like, tell me exactly what you do on this, on this vacation. It's going to be so great. It's a six days and seven nights um
2: in an oceanfront room (laughs) um on fort beach which is um in positano itself so it's a 10 minute walk into the center of town and a five minute walk to the ferry station and we will uh go see ravello we're gonna hike on the path of the gods we're gonna go through this incredible uh, valley filled with waterfalls called the um, valley of the mills Um, We'll have a private boat tour of Capri a cooking lesson from one of the um, finest restaurants in town and we'll have classes morning and night and the classes will balance out the activity levels. so if we have a big hike the classes will be more restorative regenerative but if we're going to spend the day on a boat drinking prosecco i'm going to yes. work what will happen we, we still indulge <laughs> it, it is still tonight, an indulging vacation yeah so it's going to be amazing and the group the the people that i've had that, that i have currently enrolled who have stuck with me this whole time are are amazing incredibly fun people so come with us
1: awesome well follow lisa on uh on instagram at, at body synergy fitcation i follow her thank i you. see her photos for the vacations they look so much fun yeah, I likewise
2: her. likewise
1: it's awesome so if you're interested in more information um i will definitely be posting that in the show notes and thank you lisa so much for sharing your story thank you so much thank for coming for on my you. show um, I will definitely be sharing this and hopefully sometime soon be on. We'll on see each other vacations.
2: in person. Yes. yes I would yes. love, love, love that. Thank but, you so much. This was yes. a pleasure.
1: It was really great to actually hear your story. And I, I learned a little bit more than the last time we talked, too. So, <laughs> but all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully, you will be on one of Lisa's vacations soon and maybe next year, too. Have a wonderful week and we will all see you next time. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.